welcome to the European Patients Podcast, representing the voice of patients in Europe. This podcast is brought to you by the European Patients Forum, the leading voice of patient organizations in Europe. Today we continue with our project mini-series, the Periscope Monthly Talks. If you don't recall or are a first-time listener, the Periscope project was launched in late 2020 and investigates the broad socioeconomic and behavioral impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic in order to make Europe more resilient and prepared for future large-scale risks. Last month we discussed the economic impact of COVID-19. This month we'll take a look at the effects of the pandemic on mental health. this topic we have invited Professor Walter Osica. He is a co-founder and director of the Center for Social Sustainability, as well as an associate professor at the Department of Clinical Neuroscience in Karolinska Institute, Sweden. He is also a physician specialized in internal medicine, cardiology and psychiatry, as well as a consultant at Northern Stockholm Psychiatry. Furthermore, he has authored books on stress, psychosomatic medicine and mental training. Welcome, Professor. It's Thank nice. you so much for having me. <laughs> okay, so research has shown an increase in the prevalence of anxiety and depression since March 2020. Could you say something more about the development of mental health since? Yes, uh, for sure, that we have seen so far. It's right that uh, studies have shown that um, the mean population mental health deteriorated with the onset of the pandemic, as you said. But uh, already in July 2020, the mean level had improved, apart from certain groups in which mental ill health remained or worsened. It's about 10% of the population. And um, um, this group was is characterized as more socioeconomically deprived and having pre-existing mental health disorders or belonging to an ethnic minority. So we think that this supports that increasing mental health, uh, ill health during the, the pandemic has foremost occurred among those already disadvantaged or disprivileged. Uh, and uh, from this we uh, hypothesized that whether the prevalence of mental ill health will increase uh, during the pandemic and beyond will depend on how the economy develops in the EU region and worldwide. And that is also supported by previous studies on the economic crisis that we also have like mapped and, and analyzed. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, my take on that. So research has shown an increase in the prevalence of anxiety and depression since March 2020. Could you say something more about the development of mental health since then? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, we, we have seen that um, the mean population health and mental health uh, deteriorated uh, with the onset of the pandemic. But uh, already in July 2020, uh, studies have shown that the mean level had improved, mm -hmm. apart from in certain groups in which mental ill health remained or worsened, uh, about 10% of the population. The, these groups, they were characterized as more socioeconomically deprived and that having pre-existing mental health disorders or that they belong to an ethnic minority. 
So we think that this supports that increasing mental ill health during the pandemic or more foremost occurring among those like already disadvantaged, disprivileged. And um, we then like uh, hypothesize that whether the prevalence of mental Ill, will, Ill health will increase during the pandemic and beyond, that will be, depend on how the economy develops in the EU region and worldwide. And this is also supported by previous studies on uh, the effect of economic crises. Okay, and in one of your recent uh, articles, you explored the impacts on the pandemic of mental health and health behaviors in Swedish adolescents. Uh, what were the results of your study? Yeah, that was quite interesting. We had the opportunity to study uh, uh, the mental health in, in, in young Swedes uh, before and, and during the onset of the pandemic. And actually, we saw that there were no like differences uh, between um, those uh, being exposed of the pandemic and not. And we looked at uh, stress levels, psychosomatic symptoms, happiness, relationships with parents and peers, and school and health behaviors. So it was a quite comprehensive study. It was already ongoing, so it was quite good that we had it, this opportunity. So we conclude that um, we think that uh, compared to other countries where the schools were closed and so the Swedish schools were open up uh, in the age to be, uh, below uh, 16 years. So we think that was one of the most um, uh, important um, factors that the health in children and adolescents was quite good. So it was being able to continue <clears throat> Sorry. lives, what helped them in not developing further mental health problems and anxiety and depression, right? So I was a referee on a study from, from Canada. Uh, so, uh, and they showed that the, the it's off recording now, so I, but that um, uh, other, other studies show, of course, that um, the, uh, a lot of children have experienced significant life disruptions and, and especially sc school churches and social distancing and missed milestones and family stress. So I think uh, the, the Swedish strategy was like um, good in that aspect, mm -hmm. although not on the aspect of uh, the spread of the uh, disease. <laughs> so, so that's really paradoxical. So, so it's it's hard to like just take out one thing, but for the for the uh, children's and adolescents' mental health, it was good. The COVID uh, crisis has uh, meant a massive increase in telework. Yet existing literature from before the COVID crisis on the impact of teleworking on mental health of workers is still quite limited. And the findings are inconclusive. You're the author of several studies on topics related to stress, mental health and the workplace. How could work policies promote mental well-being during the crisis in during the crisis and in the length and in the long term? Could you also give us some tips about how to manage uh, stress in the mental uh, stress at the workplace and maybe I should repeat it again. Okay, I'm going to... No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah. You can just edit it. Or okay, so you, you do what you want. Let's uh, let's continue. If not, we can yeah. always... I yeah. was with okay. them. Okay, so yeah, your answer? Yeah, thank you for bringing that uh, topic up. I think uh, in general it's like overarching, you need clear rules of engagement, you have to have a good level of decision, uh, latitude and um, uh, also 
manager need to be observant and create routines to check on mental health and uh, virtual coffee breaks and so but in healthcare we have uh, looked at uh, the um, possibility of doing after action reviews after long work uh, working hours with for instance covid patients that will provides opportunity to discuss experience and so before going home to be maybe alone or so so we think that after action reviews are really good for healthcare. Um, uh, the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they recommend uh, in general, uh, uh, like uh, managing stress and also COVID related stress that you should take breaks from watching and reading and listening to news stories, including those on social media regarding, because if you have this like, uh, uh, information about uh, the pandemic all the time, your your stress uh, response will be activated 24-7 and that is uh, not good <laughs> in the long run. So that is, so like unwinding is really uh, of importance and you should also take care of your body like taking deep breath and stretch and um, also meditation is actually recommended by the CDC and also look at your uh, eating patterns and exercise regularly and also those getting plenty of sleep. So it's all, all those like uh, usual things. Mm -hmm. And also continue with routine preventive measures like, uh, yeah, vaccinations, also cancer screens and so on. And also get vaccinated with COVID-19, of course, uh, and connect with others and connect with your community. I think those like tips are good and not too hard to follow. Um, but also another researcher, <clears throat> Russ Harris, has like an, an acronym that he has created for this, and he and he called this like face COVID. <laughs> and you could look at that uh, also on our homepage then. Um, so like F, focus on what in your control. A, acknowledge your thoughts and feelings, and C, come back into your body, and E, engage in what you're doing. And then C is like committed action, and uh, O is opening up, and V is values, look at your values, how you want to live your life, and I is identify resources, and of course then D, disinfect and distance. So Walter, you're also the co-founder and director of the Center for Social Sustainability at the Karolinska Institute. Can you tell us about a bit more about what social sustainability is and the kind of research you do at the center? Yes, sure. So like much focus has been on ecological and economic sustainability, but we often uh, tend to forget social sustainability. That is that how people interact as individuals in groups and in society. So we think that, uh, and we all know that humanity is like dysfunctional in many respects and that this has led to enormous problems with weapons of mass destruction and pollution, war and starvation and yeah. So the purpose of the center is to create a research platform to enlarge our knowledge about social sustainability. And we're studying, for example, the role of empathy and compassion, how that can be cultivated. But also together with the researchers from, for instance, Lund University and other uh, European we study how our mindsets impact on our behaviors regarding, for example, su sustainable lifestyle choices. And we're also working with the and interventions in a green deal <laughs> with EU also um, uh, <clears throat> people on um, how uh, we can identify 
deep leverage points inside ourselves. Uh, that's a, a important in system theory. Where where is the, like the best effect when you uh, do a do an intervention or a change? And 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 we think that the sustainability research has neglected the inner di dimension of the humans, and we look at different interventions to improve the um, transform transformation that is daily needed to be that our society and individuals will be more sustainable and I also do more sustainable lifestyle choices. Yeah, I think you're very right. Sometimes we do forget that we need to apply how how humans work, how our mind work into into these sort of topics. So do mm. you, for example, this could have been used to create policy measures that would have been more mental health friendly or or what things could the governments could have applied to make sure that uh, there was a good mental health in the population during this crisis that's a really good question i think that the the, the picture is still quite fragmentized because also already in the little eu and uh, there are like really different solutions to how uh, governments have uh, faced the the pandemic but in, in in general i think like more collaboration between uh, eu member states uh, and also in the in the local governments and up to national national level i think much more like uh, communication and common understanding is of importance uh, but also include the public much more and uh, facilitate citizen empowerment it would be uh, of great importance to like develop new uh, uh, holistic policy guidance for for for, for uh, local authorities, but also national and member state level, but also on the global. So more like uh, communication around those uh, topics would be of uh, uttermost importance. So, do you have any reports or articles you're working on at the moment with Periscope project that you can tell us a bit about? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we are currently working on several different tasks within the quite comprehensive Periscope project. And one is the mapping of uh, COVID-19 health inequalities in Europe. Uh, and, and we're also working on an interim report on that, uh, how vulnerable groups have fared during the COVID-19 pandemic that we will launch also and have a, an open workshop in, in, uh, in this uh, fall. Uh, also, we are working uh, with multi-level government analysis, which I talked about earlier, that need to be in, improved. And, foc and we focus on how human health interacts with animal environmental health. And we also look at the One Health concept, and we, we develop a framework where we study how human-non-human relations impact on the cause of like zoonotic uh, disease, how, how like we behave to other animals and how we use them uh, and what we need to improve like also how the meat and industry is maybe it's one of the drivers behind uh, how how wildlife uh, is uh, mm, what you say uh, threatened and uh, how that uh, could spur uh, future pandemics so that is one of our like uh, main focuses uh, now um, but also back to, to uh, like simple things regarding how mental health could be 
uh, improve for the next uh, pandemic is that uh, one of my colleagues uh, here in Sweden, Danuta Wasserman, a uh, really experienced uh, psychiatrist, she says that it was quite um, problematic for people with um, <clears throat> mental health issues that uh, governments talked about like uh, social distancing because mm -hmm. that was not the, the, the case. It should be physical distancing when we should like face it. So, but we should still engage in like social uh, uh, communications and, and, and uh, using other kind of like communication tools. Uh, but we should uh, physically distance. Just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, so you think that part of the issue was also wording, right? Uh, it was... Sure, sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm wording and maybe more explanation of what it means mm. for the general public. Mm -hmm. mm, exactly. Well, and uh, lastly, is there any books or articles you would recommend to our listeners to improve and build in a more resilient mental health? And also, maybe you can tell us how we can keep in touch with you if you have more questions and with your work, like with the publishing of the some Periscope project articles and uh, work? Yeah, sure. You could uh, easily follow the, the Periscope project by looking at the homepage, but also uh, on the podcast homepage, we could post like uh, literature uh, tips. Uh, I'm personally really interested in like empathy, compassion, self-compassion as a tool to manage stress, but also to uh, increase like pro-social behavior. And one of my favorite is like Christine Neff, and she's uh, <clears throat> recently published a book that is called Fear Self-Compassion. But also the Russ Harris uh, thing that I cited earlier, uh, I, we could also post that, and that comes from like acceptance and commitment therapy, <clears throat> which is um, a, a well-researched um, method to, to manage stress and prevent stress. Uh, so those would be like the, the top things I would uh, like to recommend. Well, thank you very much, Professor Osika. It's been a pleasure to have you in the podcast. Thank you so much for having me and for very uh, interesting questions. Thank you once again to Professor Walter Rosica for the spirited conversation and the great insights on mental health during the pandemic. On another note, the Periscope monthly talks will take a break in August. So we'll see you in September with more enlightening chats on solutions to make Europe more resilient and prepared for future large-scale risks. We kindly remind you to check out the website www.periscoproject.eu for all relevant news and information, or follow them on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. That's it for this month's episode of the Periscope Monthly Talks, hosted on the European Patients Podcast. We are EPF, the leading voice of patient organizations in Europe, with 77 members across the continent. We'd also like to remind you that the registration is now open for the EPF Congress 2021, taking place on the 26th to the 29th of October in a virtual setting. We are granting free registration to patient advocates and health NGOs before September 1st, so reach out to us for your free registration code. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Stay safe, be well.